How much do you really know about the technology you use every day? What are you giving up every time you sign into public Wi-Fi? What exactly are you agreeing to every time you don't read the terms and services? There's no doubt, technology has made all of our lives easier, but it's up to each of us to be properly informed about the negative sides of technology. This week, we speak with Lydia Champollet, the host of the Creepy Tech Podcast, a show that does a deep dive into the darker side of modern day technology. Together, we discuss what made her start podcasting about these unintended consequences that technology brings, as well as what she believes the future holds for humanity. My name's Xavier Diaz, and this is A Pretty Normal Podcast. You're listening to A Pretty Normal Podcast, a show that highlights the fascinating stories and thought-provoking moments that make up our lives. My name's Xavier Diaz, and I want to hear your story. So if I could properly introduce you, you are, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on any of these, but you are the host of the Creepy Tech Podcast, as well as the What You Need When You Need It Podcast. Yes. Uh, you are a publisher for Kingdom of the Wild, Kingdoms yep. of the Wild, and you are yes. founder of Root and Flora and Crosspods. Yes. Oh, wow. So, you did do wow. your homework. <laughs> yep, yep. You know, I spent the whole day just looking through accounts and looking at uh, your social media and stuff, listening to episodes, and you do a lot. So is it just you or do you have a team? Um, I have a team. So basically, I have four sisters, but three of us run businesses together, if that makes any sense. So we kind of team up to work on Kingdoms in the Wild. So we do the editing the publishing for that one, um, getting new writers, that kind of stuff for that one. And then CrossPods, that one is mainly me, but I do lean on my sisters a lot sometimes. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Root and Flora is just me. And then both podcasts is just me. And Root and Flora, is that your own jewelry or what do you, what is your role in, um, in that company? Oh no, um, so last year I decided to test out drop shipping. Mm-hmm. So I set up a, a whole store for it just to see what that whole process is like and see if I enjoyed it. And what so is drop I, shipping? Oh, drop shipping is kind of the most amazing thing that I've ever learned. Uh, so a lot of these companies like Forever 21, um, H&M, all of those stores, they actually get their clothing made at wholesale prices in China. And then they mark up the prices here and just sell it for like almost 150% more. Mm-hmm. So you can actually do that on a store on your own and you get your products for maybe like 20 cents per piece. Wow. And so you, yeah. and these are like name brand clo- clothing? I think most of them actually just put their, their tags on them afterwards. Literally, like you go to AliExpress and you have a whole database of just literally any product you could ever want. And you could set up a store. And the great thing about drop shipping is that you actually never have to touch the product. So once a customer buys something, they ship it for you to the customer. Wow. So what are you really doing? It sounds like they do everything for you. Like what is, 
I mean, you're still going to do the books. You're going to do your website. You're going to do the customer service aspect of it. They just take away that product side of it. So that's crazy. And when did you learn about drop shipping? Because I never heard okay. about it before. You just put me onto that. What? <laughs> well, my dad told me that he was actually one of the first people to start drop shipping on like eBay or something, or really like when they first started up. But then I learned about it la- maybe at the beginning of last year. And it took me until the end of the year to finally decide to just start it and see what's up. So that's awesome, yo. And yeah. is that, and you have a full time job as well? Oh, yeah. I work four tens. Oh, my God. Four that's wild. <laughs> how do you, so how do you find time to do it all? Like the posting for all of this stuff alone is so much, like creating the content that's gonna go on yeah. social media. So, how do you do all of this at once? So, basically, I do my four 10 hour days, Monday through Thursday till about 4 p.m. and then so six to four mm-hmm. and then I come home maybe work for another four or five hours on all of the other businesses that I'm doing and then Friday most of the day that's working on my business Saturday as well and then I take Sunday off if I have nothing to do but I usually have something to do so yeah I, I can't <laughs> I can't <laughs> imagine you not having anything to do like your <laughs> whole so- week is so planned out that's amazing yeah, I mean, most of this, okay, some of the times it doesn't actually work out, but when it does, it's good. Yeah, it it's, it's okay, yeah, like, you could relax, you could take a break every once in a while. And so, which one of these businesses started first, like? I'd say my sister started Kingdoms in the Wild first, and that was maybe four and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, she's a writer, she's done poetry um lots of short stories so she finally decided to just start publishing other minorities because that's something that we've had difficulty finding is finding people who look like us who write things that we would like to read so Mm -hmm. she did that um about a year and a half into it she decided to ask me and my other sister if we would like to help her out so we did we joined the group and then after that, I moved to Seattle because I got my job here. Um, and then I started the What You Need podcast. And that was basically just to connect with people and make friends and have conversations that I hadn't had before. Because when you move to a new city, it's kind of hard to meet new people. So it was <laughs> a good way for me to kind of interact with others. And then after that, I started Root and Flora, then Creepy, t- or Creepy Tech, then Root and Flora, then CrossPods. And that one's a new that that one's a new one. That's my baby right now. So that's honestly one of the coolest ways I've uh, and one of the most creative ways I've heard to make friends in a new city because it's definitely true. Like when you move to a new city, I feel like most people will go towards like the dating apps and they'll just like be like, oh, you know, I'm new here. I'm trying to make friends and they use those. But like I never thought of making a podcast to interview people. That way you could like see what's going on in the new city. And that's genius. Oh, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> that's so good. I was, I was, I was kind of worried because I was recording in my house. So I'd be inviting just like people I did not know to, oh, really? to record a podcast. <laughs> Yo, that's wild. And you live by so yourself was- and you weren't worried. Uh, I was worried. I was a little bit concerned, but I was like, you know what? Like, you got to take a step out of your comfort zone and just believe that you have a good enough judge of a person's character. Hey, applause to that. Yeah, like, you just, you have to take a chance. And we don't do enough of that these days. So I figured it would be a good thing. Yeah. Well, I applaud you for that. And how did you get into podcasting? 
Oh, uh, my sister, my older sister used to tell me all the time, just listen to a podcast, listen to it. Never wanted to give it a try. And then one day, I, I think it was maybe Joe Rogan. I heard yeah. a podcast episode with him and three hours later, I was like, what just happened? That was the most amazing <laughs> thing ever. So after that, I was in a little rabbit hole and I have not gotten out yet. So yeah it's such a great style of um like storytelling and stuff and the joe rogan show was definitely an inspiration for this podcast as well just seeing him bring on all types of guests and just talk to them like just literally having a conversation it was so cool yeah it's like you have a a new friend and you get to hear a bunch of perspectives that you never would have before exactly Yep. Yeah, it's my favorite part of it. So. Yep. I always say, I'm like, yo, I started this because I was blessed enough where I've met some really fucking cool people in my life and I've yeah. had some really dope conversations and I would love to share those conversations with the rest of the world because they're so cool. And like, I really am lucky that I've gotten to meet such cool people. So I wanted to ask you about one of your podcasts, mainly the creepy tech one, because I came across this podcast when I was looking through, I think it was just hashtags or something on instagram i don't know what led me to it but i was like this podcast is fucking awesome i love the concept of it i love it black mirror is one of my favorite shows and that's what this podcast kind of reminded me of yeah oh that's so dope thank you it's so dope so like i i started listening i was a big fan and then that's why i was super happy to get you on and then one of the things that i wanted to do with the podcast i'm doing is kind of like look at certain topics that society doesn't normally speak about and then look at things that you know we consider just so normal that it's just like engraved in our lifestyle we don't even question it and then talk about that so what i love about your podcast and why i wanted to have it on is because technology and everything that we have around us is just so common now that we mm-hmm. never stop to think like wait should this be normal like it, there are <laughs> things here that like should this be normal like some of the apps that um you talk about on your podcast like ashbur the wife tracking app oh yeah that's crazy i never knew about that and shit like that should not be normal oh it blew my mind when i saw that i was like i literally did a double take and it's been around for a while like since i believe 2015 so the way that the government actually introduced it into their society is they said that um it'll make things a lot easier because now you don't actually have to leave the house and go with your wife to like the grocery store or to go shopping for the day or if she needs to like run errands you don't have to go with her you could just give her permission to go to these places on the app if she goes anywhere else then you know like she could actually be fined or you would be fined you you would both get in trouble so um when i saw that i was like wow it's crazy how easily technology can be created just just because everybody has a like a certain societal culture or like a certain behavior like we can actually create technology for that and people will jump into it and go with it and then next thing you know people are they aren't even double like they're not even thinking about mm-hmm. what life was like before that app yeah yep. yeah so i I thought that was insane. <laughs> Nuts. And I really like to like believe that 
the people that are behind some of the marketing for some of these apps and stuff are geniuses. Like they know how to just market it in a way where it's like, this is going to make your life more convenient. And they put all this like, you know, shiny coating on it where you're like, oh, this is great. I love this. Why would I even question this? And they're just so good at it because you don't stop and think like, oh shit, like somebody can like easily abuse this. And like, why are we doing this? Yeah, no, it's it's crazy actually how easily that can happen. And one of the things that kind of um, keeps me interested in just how technology intertwines with human behavior and all of that kind of stuff is the way that hackers are finding loopholes mm-hmm. and like getting access to different parts of our lives that they never would have had access to like before tech- that technology was available. Yeah. So, yeah, like. And the consequences of those, oh man, it's it's insane. I like it a lot. For anybody listening, can you tell them what Creepy Tech is about and then why you started Creepy Tech? Oh, sure. Um, so Creepy Tech is basically just short weekly episodes where I cover different technology and how it's changing human behavior or making it so that we're evolving to the next step without really taking into consideration what privacy we're giving up or how 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 many parts of ourselves we're giving up on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. and um yeah so it's pretty cool uh the thing that got me interested in this is i actually went to wsu for electrical engineering so i have my degree in that and as I started seeing all of these different apps being created, like Tinder or even the DNA, uh, what's it called? DNA, the CRISPR DNA hacking. The designer babies? Yeah, designer babies. Like, just, <laughs> And I mean, that goes back to the movie like Gattaca, but at the same time, seeing it happening now is something that really interested me and made me want to kind of do a little bit more research. So at the same time, it's me learning more about this technology, but also kind of showing other people what's going on and letting them be a little bit more informed so that you can make better decisions. Yeah, that's great because I think that's what people need. People need to be told it to in like their face because most (laughs) people I believe won't go looking for it. They're just going to be like, oh, cool. Like you have an episode with where you inform people on what they're giving up when they agree to like the terms and services without reading anything and like oh yeah i'm a victim like i i click yes i'm done <laughs> like please get this one step out of the way like this is in between me and whatever else i want to do like i just click it and i'd never think about it there's actually this documentary on uh, netflix i forget what it's called but one of the big companies actually started putting in just like random statements in their terms of service and one of them was like you're giving away your firstborn child <laughs> like nobody read it nobody read it i was oh my god i was dying it was so i think funny. uh i think south park did something with it too where oh, they nice. did something crazy and like yeah south park is genius they always <laughs> get that stuff so done uh done yep. so well and they're always ahead of it too like they they release it before anybody else so yeah geniuses before. um yep. So for you, what has been the creepiest tech that you've, like, discovered? Ooh, um, ooh, China has the social credit score. Ah, the same as uh, that Black Mirror episode. Yes, uh, and I thought it was the funniest thing that they were actually implementing it. And I think it's supposed to roll out this year, like, completely. 
for anyone that hasn't watched or seen this, can you explain what the credit score oh. system is? Yeah, so um, it would basically be like your financial credit score, where but just based on your interactions with other human beings in the world, uh, how well you follow laws. Do you? I mean, it would still have financial aspects to it. Like, do you pay your law? Like your bills on time? Um, are you rude to? waiters or waitresses so those kinds of things you would your score would decrease over time as you mm -hmm. continue behaving in a way that was not in accordance with societal constructs mm -hmm. yeah which is pretty cool uh, but at the same time it means that you have less opportunities for jobs um, if your score is low enough you can't rent or own property you can't um, I think even rent like um or borrow library books that's crazy at a certain point they start taking away those things too which is that's wild what? yeah yeah and it also hurts um your dating because they've seen that the lower your score is the less likely somebody else would want to date you because of your score as well so that means oh you might not get married may not have kids may not have a family like it just no, that's way too much. That's yeah, that's no, crazy. Insane. Yeah, your score is actually affecting a lot of things. It would just be like your regular financial credit score, because there is cases where people do will not marry somebody because of their credit score in the U.S. So true, true. Yeah, it is yeah. very similar to it. It's just like you could fuck yeah. up your your social score so much faster than your. I mean, yes. that's not even necessarily true. If you just go out one day and you splurge and you buy everything that you shouldn't be buying, <laughs> you could fuck up your financial score too. But yeah. that's too much. What if somebody catches you littering? Yep. Straight up, up, like it, it's, <laughs> and it's so easy to just have like a bad day and then like yeah in the in the episode of Black Mirror. She had this one horrible 24-hour oh period and just everything went to shit. Everything just, she lost everything. Yeah. Oh, man. That was <laughs> a really good episode, too. That was a really good episode. What did you think yeah. of the new season? I thought it was too short. I wanted oh. more episodes. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it was good. Otherwise, um, I think they took a new, a new take on virtual reality. I liked that one. Um... I don't think the Miley Cyrus one was my favorite, but it, it was okay. I think I like their old their old stuff better. But at the same time, I didn't watch Bandersnatch, so... Oh, what? Bandersnatch I, is awesome. I felt like it was, um... You know how you're watching something to get away, like, from the real world? Yeah. They were making me make choices, like, adult choices, and I was like, uh... Oh, no, no, no! <laughs> I watched TV really to not this. do this! <laughs> exactly, so... It was good otherwise. What did you think? Um, so Black Mirror has been one of my favorite shows for a long time. Like when I first found season one, I was like, this is crazy. Like other than the very first episode, which I always tell people, I'm like, start Black Mirror, just start on episode two of season one, because if you watch episode one, you might not like it. I feel like yeah, it turned a lot true. of people off real, real quick. I'm like, yo, watch something else and then come back to that later on when like <laughs> you're more like, okay, this is what's up. But That's then, true, yeah. So I this season killed me like because it was such a good it's one of my favorite shows like this season just didn't live up for me and I think it's because they switched over to American writers after like season 2 oh. I believe. Yeah. 
It used to be a British show. That's why they yeah. all have like the accents and stuff. And then I think Netflix bought the rights to it, and they switched like to American writers. See. Okay, so you can yeah. definitely tell the difference between like season two onward because season three had some really good episodes, but like this one, the Miley Cyrus episode to me was like kind of like a Disney movie where they yeah. tried to like it was literally like the ending of it was just a Disney movie. <laughs> yeah, and the funny thing is like you can usually tell the difference between uh British writers and American writers because American writers usually try to get the happy ending. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but, like, they actually do not care whether or not you're happy with the ending in no. the UK. They're just like, here, this is a story we wanted to tell. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, so, yeah, yeah. it was definitely crushing to me. Like, I, I watched it, and the, the first one, the virtual reality one, was really cool. I thought they could have done a lot more with it, but in terms of, like, concept, like, it was really fucking awesome. It yeah. really made you think, like... And then the... What was the other one? The other episode, it could have been so much better because it, it had so many links to like you know twitter and to like real life society and shit mm. it just didn't really go as in-depth as i wish it did yeah no, i see that but like i still love black mirror and i'm still looking forward to their new seasons all the time but if i could somehow contact like whoever is head of whatever <laughs> yo go back to british writers like it was so much better that's funny, it's exactly like that episode, because he was trying to contact that guy who created the... <laughs> uh-huh, exactly. That's, yeah. yeah. And then, so one of my favorite episodes from that whole show is, um, I think it's like Memories of You or something. The one where he has the eye things implanted. Yes, I love that one. Yeah, that episode is crazy. And then mm-hmm. I just started thinking of all the negative things that could happen if that technology would ever re- be real. Like, yeah. You could easily implant memories into somebody's head if you wanted. Like, you could hijack their whatever those contact lenses are and then put memories like deep into their subconscious and then make them actually believe like they did that stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Too crazy. Yeah. Too fucking crazy. Yeah. If you, if you start down that rabbit hole, like it never ends. And you find out some stuff where you're just, oh, like the one thing I found out was the voice editing software. I didn't get to listen to that one, but I do want to hear about that. If you could give us a recap right now. Yeah, so there's like three companies that are trying to make um, audio editing software where they just need like a snippet, maybe like 15 seconds of somebody speaking. And after that, they can literally use your voice to say anything in the world. You've never said those words, those syllables, Hmm. your mouth has never moved in those way to form those sentences and they can do it in less than two minutes jesus how do they they just like recreate certain sounds like from what they have of that 15 second recording they use an algorithm to find basically like the the tones in your voice and the way that your voice sounds oh my god and make it to form new sounds and i don't know if you've seen but um a couple weeks ago joe rogan actually had somebody do like a deep fake of him and made a voice like a mimicked voice of him advertising for like chimpanzees or something like a fight club anyway and it sounded exactly like joe rogan he has never said those words wow yeah that's crazy how do we how are we gonna fight fake news what i have no idea like uh, just i guess making sure that people know is the first step that that exists out there so to be more careful with what you're doing with literally your whole entire persona 
So you're, who you're sending voice messages to, who mm-hmm. you're, where you're posting pictures, um, who you're sharing your location with. So those kinds of things, I think, just like, knowing to be careful. Let's say if you're in the creative field like you are, and yeah. what you do is yeah. a podcast, you literally, your voice is out there. Like, there's no help in it. I know. Oh, that's what happened to Joe. Like, they literally just took his, one of his episodes and used, like, a little piece of it. Oh, my and God. Curious. That's crazy. I, yeah. I don't know. At some point, we're compromising. And, yeah, we're going to have, if we want the world to be better at the same time, like, we're, we're going to have to compromise a little bit, which <laughs> is the part that's, yeah, it's tough. And that leads us to a good point like do you view all of this as a necessary evil sadly yeah yeah um but i think we can do a better job of protecting like each other's privacy and and just who we are as individuals like i don't think technology needs to be in every aspect of our lives like we don't need that implant in our brain no (laughs) to yeah to form memories or to keep track of our memories or whatever i I don't I don't think we need that part so that I think we have to decide which things are actually making us better and which things are just distracting us and then find where to compromise after that I think that goes back you said something in one of your episodes where you said um a lot of these things start probably as something with somebody had a good intention they believed that oh, it was yeah. it was good intention and then it had mm-hmm. all of these negative consequences yeah, I think it takes a life of its own. Um, like that Black Mirror episode, actually. Yeah. The guy, yeah. At, at, at a certain point, they lose control over what it is that they, they were created. making to begin with. Yeah, Yeah, so. I don't think any of them could have foreseen, like, creating this, like, this platform where anyone could speak and, like, you could literally yeah. find out about anything right away. And I do think some, one part of it that is good is i think a lot of things have been brought to light so for example now when you see um police killing unarmed civilians and stuff you see it you hear about it and the sad part is like our attention spans are just so short that you hear about it you read about it for a few days and then it's gone maybe not even a few days but like the good thing is at least it's coming to light we can see it we can spread it we can like try and do something about it now Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, and I'm pretty sure governments actually know how big of a deal it is t- for information to be in our hands at all times. Like, um, recently, the Sudan uprising, they actually shut down access to the Internet completely. So people were not getting the information of what was going on on the ground immediately. And I know, like, in Egypt, they used Twitter to tell the world about what was going on so mm-hmm. I, I think them cracking down on internet use and like platforms that that's definitely a sign that they know just how powerful it is and we should be a little bit concerned as well and do you think that these big tech companies are like in on it with the politicians and stuff like because it seems to be that they sometimes ban people or censor people just out of nowhere and that's become a big thing and i know they've been having all these crazy hearings on capitol hill and like these these old ass politicians don't really understand what tech is (laughs) (laughs) like i just feel like they don't get it they they kind of get it but at the same time they're just so outdated that they're like what oh yeah when they were interviewing mark zuckerberg 
I think it was earlier this year. Or maybe yeah, maybe. and they asked him like, "How do you run a free platform?" And he's like, "Senator, yeah. I run ads." <laughs> like, How do you what? make money? I run ads. What does that mean? <laughs> I was like, yeah. "Bro, <laughs> yo!" And it's just like, how do you guys not know about this? Like, you guys are there to enforce laws that are supposed to keep like all of these companies in check and stuff, and you can't be doing that if like you have no idea what the hell they do. Most definitely, like we need. That's the other thing that needs to happen, though, is we either need to form, like, organizations with people of our age or people that are a bit more informed with what is changing in technology, or we need to start holding each business to certain ethical standards. Like, somebody needs to sit down and create, like, a universal ethical standards for businesses just so everybody's on the same page. And, like, somebody needs to enforce that, too. But at the end of the day, that kind of could end up being corrupt as well. So I don't, I don't know. I I don't think that the government and these big businesses are in it together. But I think that they have certain what's it called? Um, certain common interests, I guess. Yeah. Call it. Yeah. Okay. So they're finding yeah. they're ending up in the same place because they need the same thing. So hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's very money out of money out of politics. I think that's the the biggest possible step anyone like we could take right now is just get money out of politics, and you will cut out so many problems that come with it. That would be amazing if it could happen at this point. Let's <laughs> I don't hope. know if that's possible. But <laughs> Let's yeah. hope. Um, so I wanted to ask you while we're I guess on the topic of politicians, um, presidential candidate Andrew Yang said that we're currently in the fourth industrial revolution and he speaks a lot about automation and all the jobs that we're going to lose because of it but in general is automation something that we should be worried about most definitely um i would say things in the creative fields i don't think those could completely disappear um things that ai will will have a tougher time learning or being able to do consistently i don't think those jobs will disappear but whew, there is a lot of jobs that are gonna like warehouse workers um mm-hmm. cabs taxis uber drivers the, truck drivers yeah, like, truck drivers goodbye thing. Um, cashiers good, goodbye ca- definitely cashiers and I, I i've started doing this thing where i'm like I literally thank all machines that I interact with just in case like they decide to <laughs> in a couple of years they'd be like oh yeah she used to thank us so she I was cool she's that. cool with us yeah. <laughs> yeah but I I agree with that I think automation will take over maybe in the next 10 years actually like a lot of jobs will have disappeared by then and, and I, do you think we're going to get sure. into um into a weird spot where we have to consider like robot rights and stuff like robot feelings Oh, sure. Yeah, that's going to come up pretty quickly, uh, especially like after Sophia, the the AI. Oh, my God. I was watching videos of so- Sophie. Sophia, I didn't know how Sophie to. Sophia, yeah, that um, I think that's definitely going to come up at least in the next 15 years. And it's going to be a big thing, because if you look back at history, any case where one class of human beings or race of human beings has been put into a position where they're just expected to work for free basically um which is basically slavery uh yeah 
certain point, a revolution does happen, and they will fight back if they do become sensing, feeling, thinking beings. Like we are going to have to start considering them as a part of this world. So, I mm. yeah, that's gonna happen. And she's now a citizen in Saudi Arabia, correct? Yeah, look at that. Immediately, yeah. Look so. at that. That's nuts. Like, what does that entail? So, but she's like, she's a woman citizen in Saudi Arabia. So, like, she has the rights of a woman in Saudi Arabia. The, I don't think that's as many rights as a man in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> it's not. It's definitely not. They're still working. I think they just passed the, the women can drive quite recently, maybe like a year ago or two years ago. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll continue to talk to Lydia about her other podcast, the What You Need When You Need It podcast. And Lydia is also going to tell us about a social experiment that she recently did on Creepy Tech that resulted in some pretty strange answers. If you haven't already, go like A Pretty Normal Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have an iPhone, please make sure to leave us a review. It helps us in um, reaching out to more people. And at the end of the day, that's what we want. We just want to inform more people and talk to more people and reimagine what society considers normal. My name is Xavier Diaz, and this is A Pretty Normal Podcast. So the next thing that I wanted to ask you was... uh, more about the, your other podcast, the What You Need When You Need It podcast. And oh, yeah. I was listening to a few episodes on that. That was awesome. You gave good tips on, you know, how to network, how to budget, and just how to be an adult in general. One of the <laughs> cool things that I didn't know about that I learned on there was the app Lump Sum. Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yo. That was a while ago, yeah. Lump Sum. That's crazy. Like, how does that work? <laughs> I don't think I actually even remember. I think that was maybe one of my... Ooh, yeah. That was 2017, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I no longer used it. Like, I tried it out for a while there, but then I realized, which goes back to Creepy Tech, is when you're... When a service is free, like, you're usually the product. If that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Yeah. Yeah, so... I don't remember how that works. Would have to look it up again. Yeah, you explained it as essentially like you could put in. You're with a group of people, and then you can essentially each put in like a certain amount of money. So let's say you put in a thousand dollars each each month. Uh, Once one out of the twelve months, you get that whole lump sum like twelve thousand dollars, and then like what was that real? Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Wait. All right. So there is like the apps to do that, but also so in a lot of African communities or minority communities, um, there is this thing where 12, 12 people get in a group and they put together however amount they decide. So it could be like $500 or $1,000 per person. So each month out of your paycheck, you give one person $1,000 and all other 10 people give that one person that $1,000. So technically they have 11, 11,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So each month a different person gets 11,000 and a lot of African communities use that to like pay off really big bills or if they need to buy like a car for their son or daughter that just turned 16 that needs to like go, go back and forth between school. They'll do that. They'll give that person 11,000 and they'll 
pay that off quickly. Um, they can use it for like down payments. So literally just it rotates throughout the year. And then at the end of the year, it starts all over again. That's genius. And that creates such a good sense of community. Why did you stop using it? Like what? That sounds way too good to be true. Well, <laughs> this is the thing. Like when you're straight out of college and you get your first job, all of a sudden you think, oh, yeah, like I'm, I'm actually getting a lot of money. But then you see your paycheck after the taxes. <laughs> and it's, it's not all there it's not all there so um, after a while it just got a little bit too hard to be able to like pay student loans um, pay all my bills travel like do everything that I'm supposed to do and then also do that like send another thousand out so I did stop doing that like in my community but that there is an app that does that as well so people that's really cool I've never heard about that and but you have to find the like your group of people or you can linked up with other people that have the app i think for the app i'm not i'm not sure actually um i think for the app they have you find your own group so you're setting up like a group together i'm not sure on that gotcha but i know in my community like we just we have one person that takes care of all the like giving the person their money so they'll collect the money and then they'll give it to that person and that's just their job but yeah that's great and yeah i've never heard yeah, about that and that makes a lot of sense and i feel like it would help a lot of people in like some tight spots when they're you know can't afford stuff oh yeah but the downside is for the remaining 11 months like you are giving an extra thousand out of your pocket like it's just not there so that's the true. only downside. true true yeah. i didn't i don't know why i didn't like think of it that <laughs> For some reason, I thought you you all did it. You all put in one thousand one month, and that's it. You just wait till your month. <laughs> no, no, okay. you continue like each month. Yeah. Oh damn! Yeah, that's that's a little hard. That's tough. It hurts. Yeah, it hurts after a little bit. So. That's tough. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> um, but it comes in clutch. Like it really does. So. I imagine, yeah, when you really need it. But damn, like a thousand just straight out of your pocket, like. Don't see it for another 11 months. <laughs> yep. That's too crazy. Um, so then going back to Creepy Tech, because I found some more questions that I wanted to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> I saw on your social media, you did an experiment where you asked your listeners to say a phrase throughout the day to your to their oh, phones yeah. and then mm -hmm. screenshot any changes in the ads that they started seeing on the Internet. And you oh, said yeah. that you really needed a maid to come clean your place this, it was just too much, and that's what you kept saying to your phone throughout the day. And then later on, you saw ads about cleaning services. Yeah, it was so strange. Um, and everybody else that did the experiment, they sent me uh, their little stories of what happened. And I think it's on my Facebook, actually. Um, I'm going to do an episode on it this coming season. But hey. the weird thing was, um, within two to four hours, the ads changed on their Instagram feeds or their Facebook uh, timeline or even their Twitter or if they went to Google and they just searched for something. And the weird thing is I don't have my microphone. I don't have Siri set up on my phone. I yeah, don't your have, digital assistance. Yeah, most of my apps do not have access or I've taken away access to my microphone, my camera. My camera is covered. Um, I have a VPN. So I'm, I'm not understanding 
where they're getting this information, but consistently each time, regardless of the phrase that I chose. Um, and I've never searched for a maid service before, so I was, it didn't make sense to me how that's possible. Yeah, and it happens all the time. Like sometimes I feel Every like I don't even say it out loud. Like I just think it. Next thing think I know it, on yeah. Facebook, YouTube, bam, ads. <laughs> I'm like, yo, where did you guys come from? <laughs> Like, how did you know I was thinking that? What, yeah, that's what's going so on? crazy. Yeah, I know it's strange. It's very strange. So I'm I'm doing my digging on that, but I haven't found anything that is alarming. That's that's the other alarming part. Like, it's just kind of normal. It's just like you know, this is how we target ads, and something's yeah. doing it. We just don't know, and we don't really ever think about it. Yeah, and I also thought um, in terms of how like your GPS decides on a route to take you on like is there a company that's paying for cars to be directed towards their billboards or you you know those sort of yo maybe that's honestly very very possible and sometimes like i put it into the gps and it does not give me the best route like it'll take me in the weirdest places and like my grandma used to joke like they definitely have like a deal with the gas companies they just want you to waste more gas because it'll take you in the stupidest ways but the billboards is a very big possibility and like restaurants any type of business could get in on that yeah, so I'm, I'm going to do a little bit of digging and see what pops up. And, yeah, I mean, this is a perfect, like, segment. what is next for season two of Creepy Tech? Because I, I saw you took a break for a little bit. I did. Uh, I ended season one about a month and a half ago. It was supposed to be just a two-week break, and then CrossFods literally took up my life. <laughs> so it's... Season two, I I have a list of episodes that I want to cover. So one would be the targeted ads. Um, What else? I have the face app. I have the pattern app, I believe Mm -hmm. it's called. The one about like horoscopes and you put in your information about uh, the date and time that you were born down to the minute. And it tells you on a daily basis things about your life. Or things that you should be doing or not doing and all of that kind of stuff. So, what? I, have- I didn't know about that one. What? Yeah, uh, Channing Tatum actually was just posted like a video about it the other day and he was shook because <laughs> the app knew things that he was talking about with his therapist the day before. So he wasn't, he was freaking out about it. And I was like, hey, you should, you should be freaking out. But I'm going to cover that. I have possibly Facebook. Instagram, all of those apps. Definitely anything that I find along the way that piques my interest. So I'm kind of excited. I'm still going to keep it short. I think 20 minutes are 20 minutes is enough for a technology like deep dive at this point. And if I do end up finding people for interviews, then I might do that. But I'm not sure yet about that. Yeah. How do you go about like, do you think of the topics before you record them or like like is it all pre-planned or you just go weekly like oh i found this and now i want to make a a episode about this oh man no i have like a list of i think i'm at 50 things currently so i'm just i'm chipping away at the list unless something like something pops up like today the face app and i wanted to talk to you about that that's so that's the app everybody's been seeing that turns you into an old person because it's been all over my timeline people turning old people are using it probably don't even know what they're giving up probably don't even know anything about 
the app itself other than cool this turns me old i want to share this oh yeah um apparently like people on twitter have been saying that after they started like they downloaded it they were having a difficult time scrolling like through the app and then they noticed that it was downloading all of their pictures from their cloud as well as their camera roll but they hadn't given it permission to do those things and not only that i mean it is a russian like created app at the same time so you have to start wondering with all the russian hacking that has been happening since like 2016 and before that like what's the purpose of this app yeah what do they yeah they can use so they can use that information for so many things though facial recognition is like gonna be such a big thing and i feel like people don't know or think about it at all ever Mm -hmm. but like all these filters and all these things on snapchat and all these things i'm always super super sus about them because it's like what do you guys need my face for like what's going on here and like people just don't think about it yeah they i mean they make it cute like they make it like oh i got dog ears yeah as a girl like turn on the facial whatever yeah. and um next thing you know like your face is being used in deep fakes like you are at your face is actually showing up in places it should not be so i i don't know yeah it's this odd, face right? app is crazy they get all rights to your to your pictures literally oh, yeah. anything like they can use that for anything they want anything like i the other day i heard about cel- a celebrity who like posted a picture that one paparazzi person had taken of them and they posted it on their social media and i believe the paparazzi guy actually sued the i think it was a woman i think the, the paparazzi sued her for using her own like her picture the picture of herself but she didn't take it he took it what yeah so at a certain point like who owns what like do they actually own you as a being is what like you won't be able to use your a picture yeah, of like, yourself in that's the your face yeah, that's your face literally your face like that should be oh hey i'm letting you use my picture to earn money like yeah. that that's how it you can't tell me this is not mine this is my <laughs> face yes please just look at me it was yeah it was very interesting so uh, I, I don't know what to say about this face app i'm very excited to do a little bit of digging their terms of service look pretty interesting too yeah you should definitely go into that because yeah i haven't downloaded it i didn't know where to find it i, I thought it was a facebook at, uh, filter at first then i thought it was an instagram filter but it turns out <laughs> it's its own app so it's like you gotta yes. download this and i guess that's the opposite like in my mind usually when i think about like apple the apple store i think that the apps there are vetted and they should like they're not gonna have any viruses they're not gonna be malicious in any way um that's very but- true yeah, but people are sneaking by with a lot of apps that don't look malicious and they don't generally, like, they're harmless. They look like they're harmless because all we're doing is changing your face yeah. to make it look like something else. And then you're going to save that picture and share it with your friends. But no, um, they probably have a database somewhere of all of these faces and pictures. So And, like, the business model of all these apps, like Facebook, Instagram, all these things, it's to literally sell to advertisers yes sell your data to advertisers so that it's Mm -hmm. easy to target you and it's just when it's inherent into your business model like of course you're going to want that system to do the best it can and they want 
the best way to target ads towards us and if it means getting more of our information that makes it oh, easier yeah. them like man is there any is there any technology that you're looking forward to like that might not have a might have a <laughs> negative side to it but you know has for the better part of it you're actually excited to use it for what it's uh said to be for oh man um Yeah, no, no. <laughs> nah. I, I don't think there's anything out there that's. Do you like technology? Like before you started oh, all of this? It. Oh, I love it. Like I, I actually can't see my life without most of it. Um, but when you start looking at things, because I'm, I used, I used to be a pilot, so I have like my private pilot's license. Oh what? And we we would use like the small basically analog planes like the nothing no computer chips nothing in there no computer systems no autopilot literally just the wings the engine that's it um but now you're looking at planes like the the boeing one that literally just, just crashed. crashed yeah yeah consistently like i don't know how many times it was maybe like how many times was it like five they had a, times? i don't know they had a bad week where yeah it just seemed like every yeah. other day it was crashing so I can't see my life without technology, but at the same time, when I'm looking out there and seeing the impact that it has on the world, I'm starting to really like consider the pros and cons of each one before I use it. That's that great. And this yeah. has made you more informed about it. And it's not like Most you're definitely. not making this podcast to like, you know, scare people Probably. and to advocate, yeah, advocate, you know, don't use technology. You're just yeah. saying, hey, be informed of what you're doing. Yeah, just don't don't download FaceApp immediately. Just do you know, a little bit of digging, see exactly. what other people are saying about it, and then you can decide. Like, oh, is it worth it? Sure. But people do it, people so. don't want to read. People don't want to read that shit. They want to post. But that's also a byproduct of technology. Like we literally, our attention spans have shortened to such a stage where it's easier for these technology companies to jump into our lives and for us to give them access to our lives basically so i don't know they're working together they they know what they're doing like they really you know do. what's crazy like i'm i'm only 26 years old so thinking back to i feel like this is i'm part of the generation that last experienced what not having technology was like like i remember yeah and cell phones on like you had to hit each button to, for texting texting was not even <laughs> a big thing you had to wait till nine o'clock so you could get yeah. free minutes on your phone and make phone calls and stuff like oh, yeah. i remember the modem i remember all of that stuff and it's something that the this what is it generation z the generation after millennials like they just don't appreciate it's like this stuff is right there so they're coming to coming of age with like all of this technology that's just exponentially growing like oh yeah, the oh, yeah. computers that we used to have like when i was younger <laughs> is crazy now i can never imagine like we have a computer in our pocket uh, yeah or on our wrist like i have the apple watch and i i look at it sometimes and i'm like oh my god i could call uber on my apple watch on your and i actually don't need a phone i could just do, do, do. like do you remember um Mr. Gadget, is that what he was called? Go Go Gadget? Yeah, like back in the day, there was the guy, he literally just had all this tech on his body. Yup, and, and we thought he was amazing. cool as hell. Yeah, that's us now. And yep. it's, it's my boy, it's cool. And it's, yeah. it's, it hasn't been that long, like it just, it is accelerated so fast from like what we had to what we have now. 
and our oh, yeah. the next next generation the next two generations are just going to experience some of the craziest stuff if we're around to like you know survive <laughs> oh yeah climate change all of that kind of stuff yep mm-hmm. aliens yeah, that's yeah. a whole other yeah. conversation <laughs> like uh do you think that we'll ever get to a point in the future where you know how like we look at some of the people in the older generation and we're like how can you be homophobic like what that doesn't even make sense like this is it's normal it's whatever and do you think there will ever be a point where our great grandchildren look at us and they're like why are you being robophobic like yeah my partner is half robot like so what stop being ignorant grandma grandpa oh i had not thought of that but uh that's amazing i think so there yeah there's a lot of us i mean even now because um i know a couple of people with like flip flip phones Mm-hmm. And they won't switch over to smartphones. Yeah, and I met I, one person who had a flip phone, and I was like, "Dude, that's fucking amazing! How do you do it? Like, how like, do you, how? Yeah. how do you go on your commute and just don't do anything?" He's like, "I just read. I read books, man." Like, I'm like, "Yo, kudos to you." And pull out like a paper map from their back pocket. I think it's yeah. What? <laughs> I couldn't do it without GPS. Like, easily get. I don't one. think I could either. Yeah. So uh, I. I see that happening and it's gonna be very funny when it does happen i i'm going to really I, yeah i think I'll, I'll start another podcast at that time so i could talk to people yeah <laughs> it's gonna it. be a weird because it's inevitable like some people just will not be able to wrap their minds around it like yeah. what these robots have rights and like you're dating a robot like it's gonna be crazy to think of and i think oh, there will yeah. be a term robophobic in the future I see that happening, and I will remember this. Just let me know, and I will say, yep, he came up with it. Hey, hey, that's what's up, and I am glad we got that on record. Um, yes. So just to wrap up this episode, I wanted to read a quote that you have on your um, on your website. It says, sure. it took me a while to figure out what I wanted from this life, but then I woke up one day, and I lo- no longer wanted to spend my days not living up to my own expectations. I woke up that day and decided my energy was and is too valuable to waste, what made you realize that because it sounds like for a long time like you have your pilot license you you're doing so many different things like it sounds like for a long time that you've been on this grind and you've known what you've wanted out of your life and like you know your your own potential like i can't it doesn't seem i can't think of a time where you weren't doing everything that you wanted to do i mean that's the thing i think that shifts as we grow older so yeah back when i was maybe because i got my pilot pilot's license when i was maybe 16 i think i just turned or was about to turn 16. um at that time like i had this mindset where i wanted the private pilot's license and then i was going to become an instructor and then i was going to get my commercial license and then i was going to go to college get my engineering degree like i had this rigid way of thinking of about like what it what it means to actually be successful if that makes any sense and then i graduated college i moved to seattle and i started my first job and i was like you know what this isn't i mean i've worked for such a long time to get this degree so i could have a job like this but that's not it like that's that's not the only thing that i want to do for the rest of my life so at that instance i was trying to figure out like how to connect with other people and i realized you have to have these conversations like be able to sit down and grow on a regular basis it's 
really easy to get a job and then keep your head down. Literally just go to work, you make your money, you come home, you sleep, you repeat the process every single day. You never create anything or get to think about things that exist outside of your little bubbles. So at that point I decided I want to create and I want to be able to talk to people and I want to like form communities around things that we have interest in. So at that point that's that's when everything else kind of happened and the grind took a little bit more of a kick in the butt. So Hey, well that's great. Yeah. You're creating a lot of awesome things and those things yeah. will never go away. That's, you know, when we all leave the, our art is what we leave behind and that's awesome exactly, that you're creating yeah. all that stuff. That's really fucking cool. And uh, I actually found one last question that I wanted to ask you before we <laughs> yeah. wrap this up. Um, so Amazon's headquarters 2, HQ2, was uh, canceled from being in New York. I'm here in yeah. New York and you're in Seattle. I wanted to ask you how uh, Amazon has affected the area of Seattle, how you've seen it, and is it a positive to have Amazon in your area or is it a negative? Oh. Uh, man, well, the one... Okay, the two big things that Amazon has done here is, like, bad things, I guess, would be the traffic. So when I first moved here, I, I could get to Seattle on a busy day within, like, 35 minutes. At this point, I think if I woke up at 5 in the morning to make it to Seattle by 8 a.m., that would be pushing my luck. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Um, so that's one. The second thing is homelessness has literally increased at such a rate that nobody knows what to do about it here. Um, the house prices have skyrocketed. Uh, rent is so expensive. It's you could you could rent maybe a 200 square foot micro studio is what they're calling it now for $900. Like. You can't even stretch out, and that's nine hundred dollars. Isn't so, it crazy? They always come up with all these like fancy names for it. Yeah. It's like, nah, this is a shitty yeah. apartment. Like, call it it's, what it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's small. It, it like, nobody should be living in a two hundred square foot like. Yeah, oh, it's the same anyway. thing in New York City. They try to advertise it as like this Micro. great <laughs> studio in the heart of the. It's like, yo, this is a fucking box. <laughs> literally a closet yeah Yeah, what like what are you trying to con me out of but yeah yo new york city and seattle are so up there in pricing san francisco as well oh yeah like if i wanted to move to downtown seattle now i i actually don't think that i would be able to and i have like you know just based on the amount of money that you do get like when you do get like a stem degree straight out the you still could not that's crazy. In, yeah. In electrical Seattle without yeah, without having like a roommate or something. Electrical engineering? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That's like that's a good job. I know. So I'm I'm just like, okay, um, I guess I'll live on the outskirts of Seattle. I I don't need the city life at this point in my life. But anyways, um homelessness is a huge problem here and they're still trying to figure out what to do about it. And I'm not sure if Amazon is a part of that or any initiatives to help fix that but it would be great if they could so i don't think could new york really get more expensive though like if they did move there if if amazon came to the area it was going to come to which is yeah. like a part of queens which is 
you know, it's getting gentrified no matter what. Yeah. And, but if Amazon had come and they had shipped in all these people for these jobs and not really given them to like New Yorkers, uh, because most of the jobs were going to be like management level, like positions in tech. And like, if you don't have a tech degree, you're not getting a job. Yeah. So they're going to bring yeah. someone in. It would have definitely fucked up some shit in like the Queens neighborhood. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things. And I think they have to start considering those things before they make big announcements and <laughs> big yeah. decisions. I've watched yeah. like a documentary on the homelessness in Seattle and it looks crazy out there. Yeah. No, it's I when I first moved here, I could drive down from Kent to there and I would maybe see one homeless person but now even on the side of the freeway there's people in tents that literally they just don't have anywhere to be like they can't afford to be here and they can't afford to leave so and even if they like Seattle and Washington the next place you're going if you're leaving out of there and you're trying to take a bus or something is California which is not much more cheap <laughs> so it's like you're not really getting anywhere far anytime soon yeah, and the weather is bad here. Like, it actually gets cold. It's, it's raining all the time. So, it's. Yup. And New York is the same, where I'm like, yo, yeah. if I was homeless, I would not want to be here because you I, will freeze to death and die. Yeah, I don't know what I would do. I would just. I think I would just pack up and head back home. Say, hey, <laughs> Where. <laughs> yeah, I always say, if I was homeless, I would try and just, like, make enough money somehow doing something on the street where I could get a bus ticket to, like, Florida or some shit. Like, yep. No way am I dying in the streets, yeah. yeah, in the freezing cold of New York. Yeah, so... Well, this was an know. awesome conversation, Lydia. This was super, super uh, informative and just fun in general. Okay, good. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for being a part of CrossFods. Yo, hell yeah. Yeah, I just, I just like put two and two together the other day. I was like, oh shit, she's the founder <laughs> of this, and like I'm trying to put my podcast on there. Yeah, no, it was it was cool to see your uh, submission pop in, and I was like, yeah. Hell yeah, yo! I found Creepy Tech, and I was like, this is awesome. This is a really cool podcast. Went to the website, and I was like, yo, she's doing a lot of cool shit. Like, I would love to interview her. Love to hear it. Um, so the only thing would be, I guess, Creepy Tech will be back possibly next week, maybe the next week after that. So. I'll hey, yeah. If you could so. let everybody know where they could find you. Oh yeah, um, Apple Podcasts. Uh, you just go to my website and, which is elshapoli.com and it has all of the links instead of searching the web for me so yeah hey okay. very dope very dope so i will put links to like your website in there you have so much cool stuff going on and it was a pleasure having you pleasure Thank to talk you. to you and Good i look forward to uh i look forward to season two of creepy tech yo for real super excited i look forward to your episode so Hey, thank you. It was awesome to have you, Lydia. Hey, have a good one. Thanks so much. Hey, thank you once again to Lydia for coming on the show and sharing all of her wisdom with us. We can all learn from her hustle and her grind. As always, thank you for listening. If you haven't, go subscribe to the show. We always got really cool guests coming on. And I'm always excited to share some of the conversations that I have with people because they're just so informative. And I truly do enjoy just talking to people and just getting to know what they know. Subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. We're probably there. If we're not there, let me know. Uh, Always trying to get onto some new platforms. Go like the page on Facebook and Instagram. That's a pretty normal podcast. And... Until next time, 
My name is Xavier Diaz, and this was A Pretty Normal Podcast.